When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the best thing about being 1-0 is a chance to go 2-0. That's what Urban Meyer says, and the Buckeyes have exactly that situation. It didn't necessarily look like the prettiest win you've ever seen, but a really good defensive performance and a win over the uh, Indiana Hoosiers in Bloomington to open up the 2023 campaign. 23-3, the final score. We will break it down for you with our instant analysis. Coming up next on Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Indiana, where Ohio State just knocked off the Indiana Hoosiers 23-3. to Brendan Gulick and Anthony Meglin with you, as we have been all week and as we will be all year long following the Ohio State Buckeyes on the Buckeye Breakdown podcast, part of Buckeyes Now, the uh, Fan Nation Network channel on the Sports Illustrated Media Group. You can find all of the information and news you want about the team, along with some opinions as well, over at BuckeyesNow.com. We do this podcast live every weekday morning at 7 a.m. talking about the game that was, the upcoming opponents. We give you lots of uh, instant feedback on the Buckeyes. Uh, Hopefully you'll enjoy the coverage throughout the year, but please make this uh, a regular stop. Okay, Anthony, your your immediate reaction, your instant analysis to an Ohio State win that uh, occasionally looked apart, but maybe not in totality. Yeah, not in totality. It seemed to me the the thought that I kept going back to is like early 2000s Ohio State. A little bit of eye formation, three yards, cloud of dust. Um, And I just listened to uh, Coach Day's comments after the game and kept saying it a a couple times, clunky, not as smooth as we maybe were were anticipating or hoping for, uh, but that's okay. Our goal at the end of the the day was to win. So win the football game, it's to go on the road in the Big Ten. doesn't matter if that's week one, two, three, six, seven, ten. It doesn't matter where that comes. It's hard to do. It's hard to go in conference on the road um, and get a win. Um, And that's really the goal at the end of the day. Yes, in a perfect world, we wanted it to be 52 to 10 like I predicted yesterday. Obviously, I was way, way off. But, hey, that's not the case. Uh, But you learn, you you come into this game and you come out of this game rarely are you able to learn in a win oftentimes when you slip up you make a mistake you lose a game that's when you learn a lot however Ohio State gets the luxury to learn a lot um, coming after a victory uh, which is good uh, which is certainly a positive uh, I think there's a ton of stuff to clean up uh, I think the quarterback play left a lot to be desired um, and I think that um Play calling could be a little bit better. I don't. I don't know if we're, we're still trying to find an identity. It looked like there was a switch up in identity uh, from what we're used to. But like we said, a win's a win, um, and, and you can carry on from there. You know, I, I think maybe there was this. There was an element of like a chess match going on in this game because the coaching staffs know each other so well, especially with Matt Guerrero, mm-hmm. you know, now coordinating the defense for Indiana and knowing 
this group at Ohio State as well as he knew them. Jim Knowles even joked earlier this week, like, hey, first game of the year, you don't have much tape, you got to be ready for anything. Heck, they could run the triple option. How much power option did we see in the first half, right? So um, there was th- there was this chess match thing that I, I think was part of maybe why things looked different. I don't know that they looked bad, but to your point, man, running the I formation and and pounding the ball down the field and scoring a touchdown early in the game was like, what are we watching here? It was different. It, it was it was a clock. It was turning the clocks back, um, and really, it goes back to hey, we were going to rely on the the run game. Um, you know, rely on your horses in the backfield. Mayan Williams obviously cracked the cracked the scoring, got the first touchdown. Um, you know, you got Chip Trainum had a, had a couple carries. Trey Henderson looked good, and Coach Day was really impressed by the way that he ran. Um, I know there was a question specific to, hey, is Trey Henderson in, in jeopardy of losing his job? He's like, no way, he ran great. Just Mayan had a couple red zone carries at the at the end of the game. Uh, it's just you have three dudes in the backfield that they relied on. Um, and they ran it really well. Uh, you know what? Well, I guess not really well, but they ran it well. Um, and, and, you know, you knew that was going to be once the first drive happened, you knew, hey, this is going to look a little bit different. But here's the goal. They're going to go. It's going to go through the run game. Um, and then we'll be able to pass off of that. And you saw a lot of play action stuff. Um, some that was really successful, especially some of those bootlegs got Kate Stover in open space. Uh, but just look different. I formation. I don't know if CJ Stroud even took five snaps out of the I formation in his two years playing, but Hey, it worked today. Um, and it's going to be something that it, it's going to evolve. Like, don't think that, Hey, we saw this today and this is what Ohio State's going to be the rest of the year. Like no way, no way that it's going to evolve. It's, they're going to continue to grow. The coaching staff's going to get more familiar with what CJ's good with, um, and, or excuse me, uh, what Kyle's good what with. Kyle's good with. Uh, and, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, CJ. No, what Kyle's good with. Uh, but you just don't. They'll continue to evolve. Today was not a finished product by any means, uh, but it was a good. Uh, it was a good learning opportunity for everybody involved on the offense. And, and Ryan Day said afterward, "Look, you know." My expectation is that we're going to run for 250, throw for 300, and score 50 points. So this game didn't, you know, meet his expectations. Uh, I think he was a little annoyed that they were two for 12 on third down in the game. Uh, you know, settling for field goals when you're inside the red zone is not acceptable in his standards. And certainly when you're inside the five-yard line, man, that is that's tough to swallow. But it ultimately mm-hmm. didn't cost them. Let, let's focus on some good things because tomorrow – we're going to do a much deeper dive on, on a what we learned episode. This is a little more reactionary, some things we're taking away that really stand out to us. And I think it's fair to start the season with a win where you go on the road and you're playing against a team that you have no tape against and you don't even know who's playing quarterback. The Bucks gave up three points today. And I think, first of all, they gave up one first down the entire third quarter. So in the second half, they came out and looked really strong. They didn't give up any points in the second half. Um, They held a Big Ten offense to 153 yards total. Now, admittedly, I didn't love the quarterback play from either Soresby or Jackson, but overall, a really solid effort there. Um, Didn't get torched on big plays. I loved what we saw from Mike Hall, Caden Curry bouncing around inside and outside. Sonny Styles looked awesome. Tommy Eichenberg played well. I mean, this defense to me today, I was pretty encouraged by some of the, the physicality and speed I saw. I think physicality is a great word. Uh, they brought it, uh, and they're going to bring it all year long. Like I think that the, there's some just legit players on that side of the football. And, you know, what were a couple of the keys that we talked about earlier in the week? 
right? Key number one, big plays. There were none. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're playing Western Kentucky next week. I don't care if you're playing Indiana or Michigan. You got to cut the big plays out. And they took a step in the right direction for sure. There was no, no, there was no, not even a play where maybe one kickoff return where Jalen Lucas broke free, but it came back on a, it was a block in the back. Um, and it came back, you know, so you, you definitely check that box. That's first and foremost, um, you know, making sure that you're able to contain a big play. The second one was contain Jalen Lucas, right? I think points one and two kind of go together, but Jalen Lucas was relatively a non-factor today um, for him. 11 carries, 24 yards. Um, his long was four yards, averaging two yards a carry. Um, and then receiving, he had one catch for one yard, right? So that's their explosive player. Um, and that's their guy who led their team in total yards last year, and you contained him. That's on top of the list of goals um, to do that. And then keep a team out of the end zone. I, again, doesn't matter who you're playing. To keep a team out of the end zone is awesome. Um, and just control the tempo, leaving a team or holding a team to 153 yards. Um, in a game is, is really spectacular. And those guys were really, like you said, flying around, being physical. Um, and it was really fun to watch. And I think one of the plays that sticks out to me was a big play. I believe it was either 7-3 to three at the time or maybe 10-3. Um, it was fourth down. Indiana was driving. And like and don't may not have the details all correct, but Josh Proctor made a, a great play on a sprint out to the bottom. It would be the bottom of your screen if you were watching. It was to the right side of the field. Uh, and, and it was a play that was schemed up. Right. You know, when you're on offense, you know, on third and fourth down what you're going to get. So they knew they were going to get a certain coverage. They had to play certainly schemed up for it. And Josh Proctor jumped in front, tapped, knocked the ball away, had a huge PBU uh, to, to end a drive. And it's plays like that that really stand out because you never know what happens if Indiana converts that fourth down, starts getting a little bit momentum, maybe punches one in. You don't know how that's going to shake out. So that's a huge play in the game. It was early on. But a big play um, that really stands out in my mind that, hey, this defense played well, and they made a couple of really, really big plays uh, to kind of turn the tide in the game. Unquestionably. And, you know, I, I've seen some comments here in the immediate aftermath of the game about, you know, I'm, I'm super concerned. And, you know, they only scored 23 points against Indiana. This team's going to lose four games this year. Like, let's just let's pump the brakes on some of the overreaction for that a little bit because, you know, Justin Fields' first start against FAU – not his best game. C.J. Stroud's mm -hmm. first start against Minnesota, not really that beautiful of a game. In fact, you know, let's call this the, the Kyle McCord, you know, re-debut, right? I know we've seen him last year. I know he started a game, but this, mm -hmm. you know, this is the chance where now he's like, hey, this is, this, this can be my team. Um, Kyle McCord didn't throw a touchdown. He, he did, and then it was called back. Uh, but you got to go all the way back to C.J. Stroud, the last time that an Ohio State quarterback made his debut and didn't throw a touchdown pass. So, like, I, I guess I'm mm -hmm. I'm walking away from this game a lot more encouraged than I am discouraged while not standing here and saying, oh, yeah, the Buckeyes are going to win the national championship. Like, let's give right. this team a, a chance to get going. There were plenty of things today that I thought looked good. I love the involvement in the tight ends early in the game. Cade Stover and G. Scott were certainly involved early on. Um, Carnell Tate saw a lot of time. I know he had a critical drop. I think he probably should have had targeting called in his favor, and that, that was not called. I thought that kind of was disappointing. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of this, I think Indiana probably played the game they wanted to play. They shortened the game as much as they could. Time of possession was really tight, both in the first half and overall. Um, 
they prevented Ohio State from having a, a huge day where they just, you know, controlled the clock because they ran a bunch of plays. The Buckeyes only ran 67 total plays. That's substantially fewer than you would expect in a game where you think Ohio State's playing against a team that won't match them in terms of talent. Yeah, and you make a really, really good point about Indiana's ability to control the tempo of the game. And they really did that. I think Coach Dave, the first thing he said was, holy cow, that game went quick. And you had texted me midway through the game. There were six minutes left to go in the first half at like 4.20 in the afternoon. And it was like the game kicked off 50 minutes ago and we're, we're approaching the second half or approaching the end of the first half. It went very fast. And Indiana early on was able to control the game and in the tempo of the game, I should say. And I will say, give credit to the, to the Hoosiers. Their defense did come out early and they came to play. They were absolutely physical. They were bringing the fight to Ohio State. Um, they, Casey, number 44 for them, we talked about him earlier in the week, I think had a great game. He was in and around the ball. They were playing well. Aaron Carter at the defensive end made a couple good plays. But they came and they really brought it what they could. And when you when you think about, hey, how is Indiana going to approach this game? They want to shorten the game, keep the ball out of Marvin Harrison Jr.'s hands and the Ohio State offense really bring it down and be like, Hey, we're going to be disadvantaged throwing the football. They obviously were, um, they were nine for, they were nine for 21 between both their quarterbacks threw it for 82 yards. They probably knew that, but Hey, if we can establish a little bit of a run game, we can shrink, shrink the game and then we're, we can hang in it and be, be there at the end. I think they executed their game plan as best they could. I do think Ohio state by the end proved to be a little bit too much, but, um, you know, I think that it was, uh, it was from a defensive perspective on, on Ohio State side. I think it's everything you wanted. Um, and to your point too, like let's, let's think back 365 days. We put, come off the field against Notre Dame, and it was a 21 to 10 victory. Notre Dame went on to lose to Marshall the next week, and Notre Dame was not a not a factor in the national scene the rest of the year. And Ohio State beat them by 11 points, two scores. Like hey, and Ohio State was a missed targeting call away from being national type, national champions. So. Give these guys some time. Give this offense some time. It's going to change. They're going to gel, and Kyle McCord is going to take steps up in, in, in the right direction. I I, um, I know it wasn't a perfect game from Kyle, but, I mean, genuinely, I, I feel really good leaving Bloomington about where Ohio State is offensively. There's no reason to panic. I, I, I think he showed off some really impressive arm strength a couple of times. You know, look mm-hmm. – he didn't have uh, a perfect day by any stretch. He, you know, how about Marvin Harrison Jr. in particular? He targeted him eight times, and only two of those were caught. And of the six that weren't caught, I would I would certainly put a couple of those on Kyle. Um, but how about the little ball that uh, on if you're watching it at home on the far side of the field where he got flushed out of the pocket in the first half, and it looked like he was going to get sacked. He spun back, and then he dumped it off to Chip Trainum, and it turned into a first down. You know, it was, it was his ability at times to find some composure in moments that got a little chaotic. I talked to Kyle after the game. I asked him if it ever felt too fast for him. And if it did, when did it slow down? And he said, honestly, I don't really think it, it felt fast at any point because we practice so fast. And I'm playing against the defense in practice every day that's really tough. Um, you know, he's also a third-year player in the program, right? This is not like some guy that can't get his sea legs underneath him. So... I mean, I, no, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. I wasn't even that disappointed with the interception. It, it was like missing a field goal. It wasn't that big a deal. Obviously, would have sucked if they brought it all the way back and, and housed it. But um, I, I'm pretty darn encouraged by what, what we saw from Kyle. I feel good about going in the next couple of weeks here. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that interception, I, I agree. Yeah, it's a little bit of an asterisk. It's fourth down. you got to make a play. And their defense made a nice play. If you remember, Chet Trainum was going into the flat, and he got cut yeah. down by the outside defender. Really headsy play by that guy because if he doesn't do that, watch go back, watch the replay. If Chip gets out in the flat, he dumps it down, and he's gone. Like He's cut loose. There's nobody left, um, and it's a touchdown. So it was a really nice play. He was just trying to make something happen. Um, one of the big things, hey, we talked about it the other day. Tight ends are a quarterback's best friend, and they're a young quarterback's best friend. I think the tight ends had a really good day. Kate Stover made some really nice plays just to get him going. Like, sometimes it's hard. Like, hey, this is a big deal. Kyle McCord, you're now the quarterback of Ohio State. That's a big deal. It's a lot of pressure. Um, And and I think Kate Stover made a couple really nice plays and was just available. He was an available body for him, big body, big. You know, he was really accurate thrown to the tight ends, which was very encouraging to see. Yes. You'd like to see him be a little bit better, throwing it to the outside, and that'll come. You know, that's going to come. He's going to get more comfortable. Don't be concerned about Marvin Harrison getting two catches, 18 yards. Like, that's it's fine. It's it's at this point in the season, it's, it is totally fine. They'll work through that, and he'll be he'll get back going with him. But you know, like you said, there's some a lot of good things, a lot of things to like about uh, what Kyle did today, and a lot of things that he can grow off of, which is great. Growing in a win, learning in a win is is a huge deal um and he's going to take the biggest steps our coaches used to say that the difference between week one and week two is the biggest jump you'll take um it's the biggest opportunity for you as a player to learn and to grow and expect to see him take a huge step you know kind of going forward here i uh i think buckeye nation and frankly college football fans nationwide uh took a big deep breath uh, when they saw marvin go down with what looked like an injury and thankfully he was back on the field two plays later um, I, I, nobody even had really a chance to ask. I, Ryan Day was asked very briefly, but didn't elaborate on it. Um, you know, post game, if Marvin was okay, the fact that he played the rest of the game, I, I didn't get any impression that, you know, that, um, that, that injury bothered him to a point where he was ineffective. Mm-hmm. I know there were a few plays where maybe he got, he got bottled up. And so he wasn't as active today as we know he's capable of being. Um, this game just kind of took on a, a slightly different mentality, and it wasn't a, you know, let's take a bunch of home run shots over the middle of the field and see what happens. If I'm being totally transparent, I kind of like the fact that Buckeyes came out and played some Smash Mouth football because anybody that's watched mm-hmm. the last couple of late Novembers against the team up north, you want to see some physicality, and maybe Ohio State came out and said, hey, just so you know, we're willing to line up everybody in the box and run downhill and and show that we can play that way. And I don't know if that was truly part of their mentality or not, but it it stood out to me that it could have been. I will say this. They, make no mistake, this game was physical, both sides of the ball. Uh, that was the really one of the first things that I noticed. And that's something that's a, a really big deal, uh, especially early on. Like This wasn't a cupcake game where you know they were sitting back there throwing it around. Like In the trenches, in the box, both teams were hitting. Um, and I think that that's a good that's a good point you make you know that we're building you're building something this doesn't have to be a finished product in week one and you do, frankly you don't want it uh to be a finished product in week one you know the o-line had three brand new pieces on it right carson hindman his very first start ever two left tackles who are getting their first starts at ohio state guess what they are going to get better this is not a finished product by any means yes you would have liked it to look a little bit cleaner but it, it, guess what you win the football game and you move forward and you get better um, and I'm I'm pretty encouraged by by what we saw because I see this as a as a as a ball of clay. Um, it, it's got a really good really big ability to uh, 
to, to get better um, going forward. A lot easier to identify those things you want to fix when you're winning anyways. If, mm-hmm. if you lose games and you see those kind of stuff, man, the, the, the tension heightens and everything gets magnified. And uh, winning a game on the road to start the year against a quality Big Ten team, first of all, I'll tell you right now, with that defense, there's no way Indiana is as bad as they were the last two years. Just no shot that they struggle the way that they uh, they did the last couple. So pretty encouraged by what we saw, and I, I think uh, we can feel good about uh, about the start here in, in 2023. Looking forward to and tomorrow. I'll add to that. Oh, sure, go ahead and wrap up. Yeah. One thing I would add to that, you know, Indiana's defense looked good. I think if you flip it on the other side, with Ohio State's defense, this if it takes the offense some time to, to figure it out, you're going to, with Ohio State's defense, you're going to be in every single game. I think I, the secondary took a huge step forward. I thought the the second level guys, Tommy Eichenberg, played pretty well. Um, and then I think the defensive front is, is awesome. So with those guys, with those guys on the, on the, those 11 on the defensive side of the ball, they'll keep you in every single game, regardless of how well uh, the offense is playing or how poorly the offense is playing. So that's something to also, um, you know, keep in mind too. One and oh. Ohio State's off and going in the next couple of weeks. Certainly should be weeks that, if you're a Buckeye fan, you can probably breathe a little easier. No offense to Western Kentucky and Youngstown State, but uh, from a personnel perspective, those are probably not games that are going to trip up the Buckeyes. Uh, did Ohio State score 73 points today like uh, Oklahoma did or or 81 points like Oregon did? No, um, but I'm not too worried about it. I think Ohio State's going to be just fine. I like where this team is. And uh, I'm encouraged by what we saw, given that Ohio State is under, you know, some some new leadership at some critical positions, uh, certainly quarterback among them. Our what we uh, what we learned episode will come your way tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Saturday night, everybody. It's always more fun to celebrate a Buckeye win than the alternative. For Anthony Meglin, I'm Brendan Gulick. Good night from Bloomington. BuckeyesNow.com has all the latest. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate the support that way. And uh, look forward to seeing you both tomorrow morning and then on Monday at 7 a.m. as we uh, wrap up things here in the first game of the season. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.